Rosenthal, MLB owners have chance to question A's move to Vegas, plus trade deadline decisions. Ken Rosenthal The relocation of the A's to Las Vegas seems fait accompli, and maybe it is. But the move still must be approved by three-quarters of the major league owners and some of the large market clubs figure to at least ask hard questions before saying yes, if they say yes at all. The next step for A's owner John Fisher is to file a detailed relocation application to the league. Commissioner Rob Manfred told reporters Thursday a team must meet pretty rigorous requirements to leave one city for another. In other words, Fisher will need to justify why he believes leaving the nation's sixth-largest television market for the 40th-largest would be better for the sport as a whole. The application, according to sources briefed on the requirements but not authorized to speak publicly, must include revenue projections, payroll projections, the financing and construction plans for a new stadium, among other details. You have to talk about the market you're leaving, the efforts you've made there, the markets you want to go to, why it's better, Manfred said. Manfred made it clear he has no problem with the A's leaving Oakland. The A's financial plans, however, should be of keen interest to the owners, particularly those in larger markets who will continue to subsidize them in revenue sharing. While the team almost certainly would generate higher revenues in Las Vegas, it would remain a revenue-sharing recipient because of the size of its new market. Brewers owner Mark Atanasio will head the relocation committee that evaluates the A's proposed move to Las Vegas, sources tell, at The Athletic. The committee also will include two other owners who have yet to be identified. More from, at Evandrelic, https colon slash slash t.co slash y2bexom1. Ken Rosenthal, at Ken underscore Rosenthal, June 15, 2023. Even the construction elements of, Fisher's proposed ballpark, a seemingly straightforward matter, might prompt questions. The 30,000-seat park would be located on nine acres, a tight footprint for a facility with a partially retractable roof. Target Field in Minneapolis has the smallest footprint in the majors at 8.5 acres. The sport's newest park, Globe Life Field in Arlington, Texas, has a fully retractable roof and is set on 13 acres. The smaller capacity of the A's park should make for a smaller footprint. So might the partially retractable roof. But it's the type of question the A's likely will need to address, among many others. Diamondbacks, planning to push. The red supply of young talent extends well beyond their rookies who are succeeding in the majors, leaving them well-positioned to make trades. Their ability to add payroll is the bigger question, but general manager Nick Kral does not anticipate it being a problem. There's nothing I see that is going to impede us from making an acquisition, Kral said. The Reds' roster will grow more crowded when Nick Senzel comes off the injured list this weekend and Joey Votto returns toward the end of the month. Senzel figures to again be a super-utility type, playing infield and outfield. Votto will be a first baseman slash DH, potentially forcing Spencer Steer into the same type of role as Senzel. Oh, and outfielders Will Myers and Jake Fraley also are expected back soon. Meanwhile, corner infielder Christian Encarnacion Strand is batting .354 with a 1.132 OPS at AAA, potentially forcing another decision. Encarnacion Strand, 23, has dramatically reduced his chase rate in recent weeks while increasing his walk rate and decreasing his strikeout rate from last season. 
Kral raves about the Reds' player development staff, which send infielders, Matt McLean and Ellie De La Cruz, and lefty, Andrew Abbott, to the majors as practically finished products. Kral also praises the team's pro scouting and analytics departments for the various low-budget finds in the Reds' bullpen, which has produced the highest F war in the NL. The amateur and international scouting hasn't been too bad, either. The Reds' need is obvious, starting pitching. Righty Graham Ashcraft is expected back from a left calf contusion in the next couple of weeks. Lefty Nick Lodolo is four to six weeks away from recovering from left calf tendonitis and could prove the equivalent of a deadline acquisition. But for the Reds to truly stand a chance of winning the NL Central, the addition of another starter likely will be necessary. One other note on the Reds, their base running has dramatically improved under first base coach Colin Cowgill, the former Major League outfielder who joined their staff this season. Part of that stems from better personnel, but the team has jumped from 29th in Fangraph's base running metric last season to second this year. The Cardinals' fielding woes Remember in 2021, when the Cardinals became the first club to produce five individual Gold Glove winners? How about 22, when they won their second straight Team Gold Glove award? Those days are gone, as I wrote Wednesday in the wind-up, where this item initially appeared. The Cardinals are the biggest disappointment in the majors, and that's saying something when two of the three highest-priced clubs, the Mets and Padres, also are underachieving. The Athletics' Katie Wu pointed out the many reasons for the Cardinals' descent into the team with the worst record in the NL and third-worst in the majors. But defense might be the biggest of all. In both 2021 and 22, the Cardinals' pitching staff ranked 28th in strikeout percentage. The defense, however, was so good, the Cardinals both times won 90 or more games and reached the postseason. In 23, the Cardinals ranked 24th in strikeout rate, a little better, actually, than the previous two seasons. The problem is, the team's defense cannot handle all the balls in play. Consider the Cardinals' decline through Wednesday in three leading defensive metrics from 2022 to 23. In stack casts outs above average, the Cardinals ranked 14th last season at plus 2. This season, they were 23rd at minus 7. In defensive runs saved, the Cardinals tied for 4th last season at plus 67. This season, they were tied for 28th at minus 26. In defensive efficiency, the percentage of balls in play converted into outs, the Cardinals ranked 12th last season at .702. This season, they were last at .660. Oh, and in case you're wondering about the impact of Yadier Molina's retirement, consider that the Cardinals removed his $87.5 million replacement as their starting catcher after 35 games, only to restore him to the position a week later. Their ERA with that replacement, Wilson Contreras, is 4.73. With Andrew Nisner, it's 4.02. Usually the gem of their city, the St. Louis Cardinals just can't stop losing. Who's to blame? Not the coaching staff, according to Adam Wainwright, Paul Goldschmidt and Nolan Arenado. On the disastrous state of the hashtag SDL cards and what comes next, https colon slash slash t.co slash 0 tdsknh9. Katie Wu, at Katie Chua, June 15, 2023.
Now about those five gold glove winners from 2021. One of them, center fielder Harrison Bader, went to the Yankees at last year's trade deadline for left-hander Jordan Montgomery, the Cardinals' most consistent starting pitcher. Another, left fielder Tyler O'Neill, has been on the injured list since May 5, with a lower back strain. Tommy Edman, who won his gold glove in 21 at second base, is now playing center due to the rash of injuries in the Cardinals' outfield. First baseman, Paul Goldschmidt, remains a plus defender, but third baseman, Nolan Arenado, a 10-time gold glove winner and six-time platinum glove winner as the best fielder in his league, is not the same. From 2022 to 23, he has dropped from 2nd to 17th in DRS and 2nd to 28th in OAA. The Cardinals like to portray themselves as playing a special brand of baseball. It's not so special anymore. One way to snap M to attention. The pillow fight divisions. Before sweeping the Pirates, the team had produced only one three-game winning streak and one four-game winning streak, both in the first two and a half weeks of the season, the second requiring a sweep of the A's. If the Cubs determine their best chance for long-term success is to sell, they'll sell, and Bellinger, Marcus Stroman, and Kyle Hendricks all could go. Brewers the Brewers have 11 players on the injured list, more than every team but the Dodgers, Reds, Yankees, and Tigers. Their approach at the deadline likely will hinge on whether some of those players, Brendan Woodruff, Jesse Winker, and Matt Bush, in particular, return to effective levels of performance. One potential wildcard, outfielder, Sal Frelick, who is working his way back from surgery in late April to repair a torn UCL in his left thumb. Frelick performed well for Team Italy in the World Baseball Classic and could provide the Brewers with the same type of spark Garrett Mitchell did in early April before suffering a season-ending shoulder injury. Time for Twins to Hit The Twins' major league high 27% strikeout rate is prompting external questions about the job security of hitting coach David Popkins, but club officials are not inclined to make a change, according to sources briefed on the matter. Carlos Correa finally is starting to hit. Byron Buxton came off the injured list Wednesday. Those are the Twins' two most important hitters, and if they perform at their expected levels, it will go a long way to improving the team's offense. While the Twins rank only 20th in the majors in runs per game, their weighted runs created plus, WRC plus, is middle of the pack. For of their offensive additions, Kyle Farmer, Joey Gallo, Donovan Solano, Michael A. Taylor are performing better according to that metric than they did last season. Only, Christian Bosquez is worse. The Twins might not need a robust offense to win the AL Central. Their rotation ranks fouth in the majors in ERA, their bullpen seventh. They just need to be better than they have been. The Bieber Question on June 7, the Athletics' Zach Meisel wrote a story headlined, Why the Guardians Could Trade Shane Bieber, and Why the Situation is Complicated. If anything, Bieber's most recent start, in which he shut out the Astros for seven innings, only added to the intrigue. Jose Altuve and Jordan Alvarez were out of the Astros' lineup, but Bieber's four-seam velocity was 0.5 miles per hour over his season average, and he matched his season high with nine strikeouts.
Granted, Bieber's average fastball velocity is still only 91.2 mph, a rate exceeded by 94% of all pitchers, according to StatCast. But as potential trade partners haggle with the Guardians over price, they will have a more difficult time arguing his stuff is down if it continues ticking upward. The Guardians figure to operate as they always do, setting a value for Bieber and sticking to it. If teams hem and haw that Bieber is not the same as he was during his Cy Young season in 2020, fine. Bieber is not only an above-average starter, but also a genuine leader for the pitching staff. The Guardians, who are likely to remain in contention in the mediocre AL Central, might be better off keeping Bieber than moving him in the offseason as he enters his walk year. The other side of this is that, right-hander Gavin Williams, the game's number 42 prospect entering the season according to the Athletics' Keith Law, has a 2.93 ERA in nine starts at AAA righties, Cal Quantrill, and Peyton Battenfield, could return from shoulder inflammation by the second half and two young Guardians starters, Logan Allen and Tanner Bibi, already are succeeding. Guardians officials rave about how the young pitchers are mature in their routines and preparation. Carl Willis, the team's pitching coach from 2003 to 2009 and 2018 to the present, helps ease those pitchers' transitions. And the Guardians routinely have succeeded in trades of starters in Bieber's position, with at least one year of club control remaining. Trevor Bauer brought them, Fran Mil Reyes, who had an .816 OPS and 49 homers in 802 at-bats from August 2019 through 2021 before getting waived in 22. Corey Kluber brought them, Emmanuel Clace, who grew into one of the league's top closers. Mike Clevenger brought them, Quantrill, first baseman, Josh Naylor, infielder, Gabriel Arias, and others, including pitching prospect, Joey Cantillo. The Guardians, potentially, could hit the jackpot with Bieber, too. Attendance on rise. Games are faster. A number of perennial all-sarans are first-half surprises. The season started on time instead of being delayed by a lockout. Whatever the reasons, Major League attendance was up 6.25% through the first 77 days of the season compared to the same point in 2022, according to Stats Perform. Biggest increases Pirates, plus 39.5%, average 18,540. Guardians, plus 38.7%, average 20,227. Phillies, plus 35.2%, average 39,229. Orioles, plus 25.2%, average 20,340. Rays, plus 23.1%, average 17,187. Biggest decreases. White Sox, minus 17.4%, average 19,348. Rockies, minus 12.1%, average 27,947. Tigers, minus 6.3%, average 18,860. Giants, minus 5.9%, average 28,899. Nationals, minus 2.1%, average 21,490. Brewers right-hander, Corbin Burns, has trended downward in the two seasons since he won the 2021 NLN Cy Award, possibly compromising his value if the Brewers consider trading him. 
Burns' average fastball velocity has dropped from the 83rd percentile to the 75th to the 64th. His whiff rate has dropped from the 97th percentile to the 95th to the 72nd. And his strikeout rate has declined from 35.6% to 30.5 to 24.3. Another trend with Burns is that he is holding left-handed hitters to a .481 OPS, likely reflecting the effectiveness of his backdoor cutter, while righties are at .734. He held righties to a .471 OPS in 2021 and a .593 OPS in 22. Perhaps the biggest development with the Marlins is the stunning performance of rookie right-hander Yuri Perez, who is the fourth youngest pitcher to post a sub-2.00 ERA through his first seven career starts since ERA became an official MLB statistic in 1913. Perez, 20, has a 1.80 ERA since his promotion from AA on May 12. He completed six innings for the first time Wednesday night and has reduced his walk rate from 12.7% in his first four outings to 6.3% in his last three. Some perspective, when Sandy Alcantara was 20, he was still in Class A. A smaller move by the Marlins, their May 22nd trade of Class A outfielder Brady Allen to the Tigers for outfielder Jonathan Davis also has benefited the club significantly. The team lacked depth, and Davis, 31, has proven a capable stopgap with Jazz Chisholm Jr. on the injured list. The White Sox, five and a half out in the AL Central but 10 games under .500, telling prospective trade partners that, at least at this point, they might only be willing to trade players under expiring contracts and not those with greater control. The potential rentals include right-handers, Lucas Toledo, and Mike Clevenger, catcher, Yasmani Grandal, second baseman, Elvis Andrus, and relievers, Reynaldo Lopez, and Keenan Middleton. Shortstop, Tim Anderson, closer, Liam Hendricks, and reliever, Kendall Graveman, are all under control through 2024, right-hander, Dylan Cease, through 25. One rival executive refers to the Rangers' performance with runners in scoring position as laugh-out-loud unsustainable. It's difficult to argue the point. The Rangers' .322 batting average in those situations is 34 points higher than that of the next highest club, and their .536 slugging percentage is 53 points higher.